Hi, everyone. Welcome to Freshwater Perspectives. Today, we'll be talking about wastewater treatment plants, the history of them and how they work, part one. Thanks for listening. And we're back. Hey, Matt. Hey, Riley. What's up? Hey. Um, I just got home from a multi-day trip for mm. Sam's friends. Just got married. Oh. In Duluth by, behind me, the big old Superior. So I haven't been up there for like once it's frozen. Mm-hmm. And like it's, I mean, we're getting, we're in March now to date this podcast. And it is um the, the ice sheets that are coming off of it it's pretty interesting mm-hmm. but um yeah dude the wind was coming out of the north and i was like shivers man it's like jeez <laughs> <laughs> like all like i mean the ice is letting up a little bit but i mean it's not gonna be ice out any anytime soon out there yeah. and um i drove through the city of duluth mm-hmm. you know it's a northern city and like I drove past one of these places that I applied to out of grad school, uh, oh. EPA, and um, <laughs> the roads up there are so unbelievably bad. Like, yeah, I, oh, bad. I was like, how do how would like how would bad like icy or bad just like hot unmaintained, hole. unmaintained. Well, it's wow. just you have a slow or a tight window of construction. Okay, you have a it's a, it's a very it's a port city, so it's aging infrastructure mm. and then it's just the environment man like mm. that wind the ice it's all just those roads man just think about like freezing thawing freezing thawing freezing yeah, thawing right yeah, it's crazy so yeah mm-hmm. huh. so bad so bad okay <laughs> but um yeah how are you doing well in stark contrast to your freezing ice sheets in mm-hmm. northern minnesota yeah it is in the high 70s down here Stop. and yeah rachel and i went fishing yesterday I was just gonna ask did you go fishing we did we went fishing yesterday she caught a monster catfish really yesterday. i got skunked i didn't catch anything what? she caught a huge catfish probably like i don't want to say huge all right i'm gonna downplay it a little bit it was a decent sized catfish like mm-hmm. i don't know three or four pounds so not, not a small catfish right decent mm-hmm. size she was super excited biggest fish she ever caught really and then she followed that up with just a little like market size like pound pound and a half guy mm-hmm. but yeah it was a lot of fun she she's used to fishing on uh like a hook and bobber <clears throat> and i she we, i was using a little glow worm we just weren't really getting any bites so <laughs> yeah i said i said you know what? let's let's change it up let's change it up so i gave her a swim bait with a little rattle on it and they were just going after it and she just couldn't set the hook fast enough on a lot of them That's so the- Catfish hit the swim bait. Yeah, well, yep. they must swim be bait. hungry. Mm-hmm. Holy crap! Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, and then I tried a bunch of different things. Nothing was really yeah. working. I tried a chatter bait. Mm-hmm. Couldn't couldn't get anything. I tried a bigger <laughs> swim bait than hers because I was the only one other one I had, and I kept getting bites. But yeah, I couldn't I couldn't get them to take it. But sorry, it's still still dude. still a really fun day. She... Chicken liver man. <laughs> yeah, for the catfish for sure. Yeah, Hot dog. You can use pretty much anything with those mm-hmm. with those guys. They'll eat anything. But today she just left like an hour ago. She just left for her preceptorship about two hours north in Birmingham. So she'll Birmingham. be there for two months. 
in Birmingham. Yeah, she'll be there for for two months, and then once she's done there, then she graduates, and then she's then she's I think she's taking the month off of May, and mm-hmm. then she's we're moving somewhere between Just now and then. Partying, dude. She's gonna be partying. <laughs> I do think she wants to go on vacation somewhere. She's talking about oh, her and her family. Maybe me. I don't know if I have time. Maybe talking you. About, I don't know, dude. I got so much to do. <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> so do. Much really. to do. I don't know if I could take a week off right now. The biggest thing um, that I regret not going, I mean, we went to a number of places down there just so like, cause I knew we, who knows like if we're going to be in the South. Right. And uh, the biggest regret is not getting deep down into Florida. Like I didn't go to the keys or anything. And I mean, but dude, that's, that's 12 hours from Auburn. Mm-hmm. Like it's just a whole nother country's length down there. It's crazy. It's, it is. You don't Lord. think about it. Cause I know you're like, it's it's one state over, but it's you can't go in a straight line. Florida's mm-hmm. freaking huge. Ah, oh, it's ridiculous. You're like but... fifty miles to Cuba. It's crazy. <laughs> I guess I didn't think about it like that. I know, dude. You, you, like, no, you're right. <laughs> being from the United States, you got to think about like just the sheer size of the U.S. is mm-hmm. just bananas. Like mm-hmm. in comparison to european countries or something for example yeah well like, i mean like, oh the if you think of the square like the area of mm-hmm. just the whole uk that's that's alabama right there it's one state no, is an entire crazy yeah there's an entire what like three countries it's insane yeah and it's like little like back of the day just states were waging war in perpetuity with each other <laughs> <laughs> but um jeez. Mm-hmm. um but yeah man uh that's cool mm-hmm. good for you guys yeah, we're doing uh, we're doing all right. Still looking for apartments right now over in Georgia. We think we found one we liked, but we're still still, mm-hmm. you know, kind of exploring our options a little bit. Yeah, but yeah, looking looking forward to upsizing uh, a little bit. Just getting two bedroom. We just need be more out of space. Auburn, man. I know, I know. The co- the commute isn't going to be as convenient, but it's going to be a nicer place. It's going to be way more convenient for her, which mm-hmm. I'm fine with. I don't mind driving a little bit for work. So, mm-hmm. you know. Yep. <clears throat> all right, man. Well, should we hop into it? Let's do it. Okay. All right, we're back. So today we're going to be talking about how do wastewater treatment plants work? Matt, do you have any background on this? This is a little out of our area. I got so bold to speak. Nothing. I know the like the bare minimum, but I mean, Mm -hmm. I this is this is a whole new world for me. So I'm I'm looking forward to this. So this might be a little meat and potatoes this mm-hmm. this one so this will be a part one the second part is going to be how i don't want to give it away but the fun stuff about wastewater uh, okay. fun stuff. <laughs> this one is going to be the beginning and the middle mm-hmm. portion so the beginning portion is the history of wastewater mm-hmm. who made it where did it come from i should say wastewater treatment it's always okay. been waste yeah yep there's an in <laughs> there's an out you know what i'm saying but mm-hmm. and then this is going to be like the more um how how wastewater treatment plants work today so from gotcha. history to today okay gotcha. mm-hmm. so <clears throat> let's I'll, I'll i'll set it up here so from lagoons septic tanks and treatment centers wastewater collected from cities or local residents typically get treated before entering back into a freshwater ecosystem for every flushed toilet there's a process to treat the sewage back into clean quote-unquote clean water mm-hmm. and we're going to be talking about that from the history of the wastewater to modern day science that treats um, treatment plants that utilize. Oh my God, jeez, that's been a long time, so it's gonna be bad. Um, <laughs> so we're gonna be talking about. 
the history um, to modern day science that wastewater treatment plants work. Um, really want to make reference to my where I got this information from. So Lakeside Equipment Corporation, somebody who sells wastewater to facilities, did a really good job on this. So thank oh. you. Um, Cole Palmer, which is like a science conglomerate, and an individual individual named Jacob Gardner from NY Rural Water, who did a really hmm. good um, background on the history of wastewater. Okay, so the history. So although drinking water treatments have been documented since 4,000 BC, 4,000 BC in Greece, and some of those drink, drinking, keyword drinking water, hmm. it's sun exposure, boiling, charcoal filtering. There's all There's been reference to a lot of these things. Hmm. Um, there is, however, limited information that exists about wastewater treatment processes through history. Hmm. And this is somewhat, you know, people are wondering, like, why, why, why? Like, if you got drinking water now, why not wastewater? Mm-hmm. And just the idea of the environmental and health impacts of wastewater was not considered till much later mm-hmm. which makes sense right you just don't know yeah. um there, there there'll be snippets though about people understanding that this is not the good to mix your drinking and wastewater is mm-hmm. not good i sorry as a quick mm-hmm. aside this mm-hmm. ties in beautifully well with my piece i'm gonna do next week so this is this couldn't come oh, at, really? a, at, a, at a better time we must have had like some kind of neural neural link uh, between yeah. these <laughs> with these two stories so this is great this is great yes so although very early human history had limited about, about wastewater, uh, luckily for us, an individual named Jacob Gardner did a deep dive on what could be found in the history books. And he developed a wastewater history timeline called the sanitation timeline throughout the, the world. <laughs> I was like, this is great. Good for yeah. you, guy. And uh, there, so there's five periods that he breaks it up into. Early history. And we're talking about early human history, okay? Mm-hmm. The Roman period, the sanitary dark ages, which is just phenomenal. There's <laughs> <laughs> not just the dark ages, the sanitary dark ages, um, the the industrial age, and then the age of environmental standards, okay? Mm-hmm. So early histories. This is this is crazy. Drainage systems to help remove waste from under Mesopotamian homes. Um, has been was dated in 3500 bc so like almost early drainage systems Hmm. Um, during the bronze age the indus culture used hollowed out stumps as a sort of filter to remove solids so waste solids from the liquids that would drain out to the receiving root systems so i'm Hmm. almost thinking like a porta potty that would remove the liquids hollow out stump and then it would fill up over time, but the liquids mm. would go out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Rudimentary. Yeah. And then we have the Greeks that had documented public restrooms. So they kind of figured out that um, public restrooms, the store separately, your waste mm-hmm. um, from other sections of your populace. Mm-hmm. And that waste would, though, that what was interesting was they started using that in agricultural fields. So the idea that this is a nutrient mm-hmm. was raised. Hmm. Then we have the Roman period, okay? And the Romans, uh, clearly legendary on their their sewage and water systems. You got the aqueducts. Mm-hmm. We've talked multiple times about the um, cement 
I went to Rome and yeah, it's like, holy crap, how old is that? Like there's like pipes you know, or like sewage systems mm-hmm. that they're like pointed out in some like the ruins. You're like, oh my God, crazy. And their sewage systems, definitely they harnessed the use of gravity. So I guess, isn't that interesting to think like at some point someone was like, well, how are we going to get this from this? I'm like, gravity, man. I just think of like an apple rolling down or whatever. <laughs> I know. It's like, you know, man, you know what flows downhill, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and so their sewer system was really interesting. It was smaller culverts that would leach to large channels that would carry waste away in mass, like what we got right now. So mm-hmm. isn't that cool? Yeah. Um, and then, yes, the general understanding of separating drinking and wastewater was perfected. Keyword perfected by the Romans. Really great. Rome was cool. <laughs> Just to think, like, I was like, I was when I, when I got water, I was like, I wonder if this is like from the real deal. You know what I'm saying? Like filling up my water bottle, but you know, you don't know. Probably not. I don't Artesian know. Artesian wells or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but unfortunately, after the Roman period became the sanitary dark ages. So from 476 AD to the 1800s industrial revolution, there was a big, wow. As this That's a long time. A, yes. And this is almost the, what the Romans found was lost. I mean, cue the I, dark I, ages. Yeah. But... I feel like that happened. Yeah. There was like, <clears throat> mm-hmm. you can find that with a lot of different parts of human history for some reason is that they kind of had stuff figured out and then they were mm-hmm. like something happened and then they just kind of forgot it all. And then they had to rediscover it all. It's very interesting. Yeah. So, I mean, like I remember like art history and stuff and mm-hmm. other parts of there's the Renaissance, but yes, for some yeah. reason, the industrial dark age, I mean, that's a, that's a big mm-hmm. old window yeah. um, to the 1800s. And, but if you think like, um, castles and whatever like the medieval ages gave um, rise to hygienic related illnesses you know you got the Mm -hmm. plague and a lot of this was because of wastewater Mm -hmm. Um, the roman styled sewer system stopped being constructed in like cities that came into play in this area the Mm -hmm. use of chamber pots that emptied into streetways was a thing and some reformed areas though did have cesspits Mm -hmm. um I just thought cesspits was a funny word, to be honest, until I started like looking into this. Like, oh, it's a cesspit. Like, oh, yeah, I guess yeah. at some point there's literal. I mean, it's uh, almost like what do we have here. So if, you, if you're not on like city sewer lines, you have septic. Mm-hmm. That's a cesspit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Paints a really just, good mental picture. Mm-hmm. People dumping their chamber pots into this giant pit. So mm-hmm. um, definitely... I think we all can agree that hygiene overall was thought to decline in the dark ages. Then from the sanitary dark age, we have the industrial age. So 1800s, 1850s, if you want to cue that period, Mm -hmm. uh, this is when London created one of the first sewer systems of the modern age. This sewer system removed waste from the city. So great on that. Unfortunately, it went straight into the river Thames. Mm -hmm. Okay, Gave the river the great stench. That was the nickname. I think there's mm-hmm. another couple other nicknames that they have, but the great stench. I was like, that's perfect. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> so community sewers, I mean, you got the United States coming up, you know, new kid on the block at this time mm-hmm. too, a little bit. And kind of following suit that sewers draining straight into rivers. Um, it happened. It wasn't just London, everyone. And the idea that hygiene and environmental fate was still understood, misunderstood in the industrial age. 
So the 1850s-ish, when we get to the 1900s, though, there became a revolution, and he called this the Age of Environmental Standards, Mr. Jacob mm. did. And this was a revolution on the topic of wastewater, at least. Mm -hmm. And 1912 brought research relating to biological oxygen demand, excuse me, biochemical oxygen demand. So that's an important component in wastewater. You got to have oxygen for this bacteria, well, some bacteria to break it down. Some do mm -hmm. anaerobically. But so that was a huge finding. 1932 brought aeration practices. So if you think of a bubbler, you got to get things moving in mm -hmm. um, wastewater. We'll talk about that. Got to get the oxygen, the, the bacteria. So these are both necessary components to modern wastewater treatment systems and further creation of wastewater really ramped up in World War II. Um, and <laughs> this included establishing wastewater treatment plants for major cities and infrastructure needed for waste transport. So this is all happening around that you know, 40s, 50s. So many cities, if not all, no, I'm just kidding. Many cities have, yeah, you got your wastewater, your sewer lines, they're going to go to the uh, receiving area, which we'll be talking about. They clean it, bring it up to XYZ standards and yeah, shove it back out. So, um, and that is really this idea of modern treatments, which we we'll are talking about. So World War II on to today, mm -hmm. that not... Not that long. Isn't that mm -mm. crazy? No, yeah. it's really not. Jeez. Oh my gosh. So within the environmental standards, we're not going to touch on this too much, but definitely within the United States, there are individuals, groups, organizations that manage wastewater. So you have groups on a local level, like who's actually cleaning it to who's regulating it. So to touch on who's regulating it, um, there are safety guidelines for the quality of treated wastewater that's going to be released back to aquatic ecosystems that is usually if not always in the united states that's the epa united states environmental protection agency an executive mm -hmm. group um, they are the ones who manage this um, so under this is there's a lot of different guidances but definitely a major one is the clean water act okay so if you have a treatment plant they're going to operate under a permit in many cases um, called the National Pollutant Discharge Elimination System, MPDES. Mm -hmm. So you have this permit. Um, I've worked with them before somewhat, and this helps certify as well as clarify, you know, plants are up to standard and they're also releasing XYZ. So not all of this system is going to get water purely clean that's mm -hmm. kind of conjecture like what is clean you got to have something in there you can't release di water um <laughs> otherwise you're gonna have problems but like so there can be within that pollutant discharge elimination system mpds that that that's more than just wastewater too and it's yeah the, it, it kind of there's some math to it to look at you know the, the the rate of you know the pollutant being discharged out what the receiving body can take um residence time fate like so you can release some stuff but mm -hmm. there's just a limit as to how much so um some so, so and this very stream to stream too so it can get very um difficult to manage all this yeah. and i was yeah. always wondering that so do the guidelines do do they scale the guidelines according to the surrounding water bodies or at least the water body that you're discharging into 
and let me should definitely preface this that I'm not an expert on this, but okay. <laughs> so with some people's drinking water, I should say people's states, mm-hmm. um, kind of set their drinking water standards. Tribes can do it too, and oh. like um, you to maintain the standards of different areas, you can before you even how do I want to say this like you kind of inventory like what's going on like oh this is a water body of extreme importance for example we should keep it up to a certain standard okay. therefore we're not going to allow this this and this big and then so some some areas you know around a city big like, this is our drinking water source we want mm-hmm. it to maintain at this this and this otherwise we're gonna have to spend a lot to clean it but yeah so other okay. systems be like you know if you think of a big area like a I don't want to pick on New York, but like there's some poor like spots in New York, like it's just more industrial, right? Mm-hmm. And there's going to be releasing things. So you probably mm-hmm. don't want to get your drinking water from where the industry like places are released, but then in, so there, there's, this is so deep, but like there's, there's balances to a modern day society. And it's like, you know, some of this pollution has to be made for us to live like we do. And where is it going to go? So right. there's that in tune that like, well, we're, we're going to allow this, this, and this in this area because like we physically have to get rid of it somewhere or, mm-hmm. um, and that's, that's way debatable too, right? Like, it's like, well, are we, are we properly disposing of it? We don't think so. Yeah. But. Okay. So sorry. Yeah. Just, just long, to long, long answer good. to a very short question, but yeah. Yeah. Um, so the EPA <laughs> sets the minimum guidelines and then the States can make that as strict as they want on top of that. so like for example so let's say the epa's guideline is i'm gonna make up a number so let's say it's i don't know 15 no it's too high i don't know 15 parts per billion of chlorine Mm -hmm. and then you're in the state of new york and new york says no we only want five parts per billion of chlorine is that yeah kind of okay I, I want to say the EPA has suggestions on what it should be. Okay. Um, I, yeah, but basically that's how it goes kind of. Okay. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Makes so, sense. and then from one state to the next too, that's how you get like, Oh, well we set our guidelines to this and the other states like, well, we set it to, to this and they, there's gotcha. different eco regions too. So that's mm-hmm. another way of how it's set up. Like, um, like, Oh, we have in this region, you know, one of like um, I know some of the standards for tr- trout, you know, fish. Like, mm-hmm. oh, this this is a fishing area, so we're gonna try to keep it to this standard. So mm-hmm. don't be dumping this in here, and that you know can have a whole set. So there, there's like um, okay, I helped with two tribes on this. So like some of them, like it's you know this is a cultural area. This is a um, recreational standard. So like if it's a recreational um, area, they have different guidelines too. So like. You, you don't want to be in contact with XYZ and E. coli, you know? Yep. So there's, there's, mm-hmm. there's so many layers to it. It's crazy. Gotcha. And, um, but so there is most waterways have something. Okay. Yeah. No, it makes like, sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's managed. Yeah. The EPA broadly looks at it, but then yeah, on the state, um, local level or, you know, tribal level too. So. Okay. Makes sense. Yep, that makes sense. It's so confusing. Like it really. <laughs> oh, I can imagine. Crazy. Oh my god. I gosh. can imagine. Oh, and uh, so, where are we at? 
Oh, okay. So now we're at what do modern treatment plants look like today? So there are many different parts to um, a modern wastewater treatment plant. They can vary. So this is going to be kind of just a broad spectrum of how it works. Mm -hmm. um, and there's two parts. So, well, two parts and there's many subparts. But the first mm -hmm. part is the primary stage. And mm -hmm. then the second part is the secondary stage. But the first, first part is really like a series of removing solids. Okay. Um, okay. Mm -hmm. So after the toilet is flushed, sewage makes its way into a wastewater treatment plant. This brings sewage, mm -hmm. water, poop, excrement, um, <laughs> and it's going to be brought into what's known as a primary stage of the facility. Like I said, uh, very right off the bat, sewage is going to be sent through screens, mm -hmm. and that's going to remove non-natural items. So people remove or use like those non-biodegradable like plastic uh, i think we might have you've seen those videos too like those things get trapped down mm -hmm. there and they just clog it up mm -hmm. um there's also what like a solid oh <laughs> again new york i think there was a couple of things of like those those um wipes like accumulating and then like like fat oh. whale like whale size fat lard things in mm -hmm. the sewers that are just yeah like if you throw mm -hmm. away your cooking grease like it, yes it goes yes. somewhere mm -hmm. and now that can really mess up uh, whole systems. So it's yes. gross. Yes. Do not, for those of you who are listening, do not throw away your frying oil or cooking oil. Don't just mm -hmm. pour it down the drain, put it into a jar, put the lid on yep. the jar and throw it away. <laughs> so plastic, woody debris, non-biodegradable ripes, uh, cloth rags, that that's not good to go in the sewers, but especially it's not good to go to a wastewater treatment plant. Mm -hmm. So you think about it, that like it's a wastewater plant to get from one part to another. There's like lots of basins, sediment chambers, and that, you know, to move that water, they have pumps, right? So you don't mm -hmm. want a big old chunk of wood going in your pump. Otherwise, yeah, stuff's going to be. So these screens, it's like so basic, but yeah, it's just metal weirs, you know, pump, pump, pump. And yeah, mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> I think I've been on a couple wastewater like plant tours and yeah it's, it's like the, it like goes through like almost like a waterfall and then there's these like these slants and then there's just like a bucket and then all this disgustingness is going to a bucket these huh. rags and stuff mm. uh but anyways yeah um so i mean we talked about the expensive pumps valves other equipment but also it's an environmental safety hazard right like mm -hmm. some of the stuff you need to get out um so removing these products keeps the treatment center moving effectively depending on how much uh in large debris they're receiving these plants that there's it could be a multiple different size screens from like big small 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 that's going it's just removing all this material mm -hmm. um and again this first primary stage is just removing material so the sewage then moves to the grit chamber Okay. And this is an area where further solids are removed from the process. Things like sand, gravel, hard plastics, they're still heavy, um, but small enough to go past that screening process. These are removed here. Okay. This process occurred in many different ways, um, but kind of the, the main way is to alter the flow of water. So if you think oh. of a river, okay, like rapids in a river, it's usually because things are compressed. Mm -hmm. or there's a gradient and things are going fast. But then if you mm -hmm. think of like a slow part of the river, it fans out. And if you mm -hmm. have a rapid going into a, like a slow part of the river, more often than not, you're going to see a lot of sediment or sand, you know, at that spot. And that's kind of it too. You're altering the flow of water 
and that velocity change is going to drop out your sediment. So in fast portions, things can keep going, but then once it hits that gravity, boom, brings it out. Makes very sense? simple. Yeah, very, very simple. simple. I know these people, it's like, why keep it simple? Stupid. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> so alter the flow of watering. This can happen by changing the water velocity. And this is, it's in a big chamber, okay? And it, it yeah, makes it go slower. Solids moving um, to the slower water. So from fast water to the slower water, they fall out of the water column. Um, so this can happen in different ways. There can be a vortex chamber that can be used. And this is where water is faster along the outside. So if you think of how I like to think of it, I think, and I think I'm saying this right, is if you have like your your entry point on like the side of a circular thing and it's going like mm -hmm. um have you ever been on like a like to a water park and they have like the toilet bowl or whatever like you, <laughs> yes. you get shot out on the side and you go and then yeah. you slow down and you go bloom um so the middle is where the water is slow and you think the the solids keep go quickly around the outside but then once they hit the middle they slow down oh. boom if you had like okay. a cone shape, you could just remove those solids and keep the thing going. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. I was wondering that and how they remove mm -hmm. all those solids after a while. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that's a grit chamber. Mm -hmm. uh, the next process is bringing wastewater through the sedimentation chamber, otherwise known as a clarifier. So the grit chamber is where heavier items, such as small pebbles, like we talked about sand that's moved, removed, but that's not to say that all solids are removed from the water column. Um, so this needs what's known as a sedimentation chamber or clarifier. So when you hear clarifier thinking the water is actually gonna become like less cloudy. Mm -hmm. And so the wastewater velocity going through this process is reduced even further in the sedimentation chamber, um, allowing for more solids, smaller solids to drop out of the water column. So think of, oh, I already talked about this, the stream. That's from... I think, I think you already talked about the grid chamber. <laughs> No, but this, yeah, right. So it's just, it's even, okay. it's even further one. So I guess the water is going even slower. Mm -hmm. um, so you'll see a lot of sediment accumulate out of this process. So organics and sludge that fall out of the water column in the sedimentation chamber are physically removed and then sent to a sludge digester or a processing area where the sludge is dried and hauled away. Oh, so if you think like the grit can go somewhere, but then this sludge organics. So in my mind, at least I'm thinking the poop. Yeah. Like, yeah. This is like, this is the, yeah. this is the fine stuff, you know, mm -hmm. like the sand and stuff could be, you know, um, I guess depending on your system, right? Like it could be like storm water. I don't, I mean, yeah. yeah so some, I was wondering, some, I was wondering yeah. about, I don't know if you talk about that, but no, yeah. Like a lot of, I mean, a lot of cities, I think most stormwater and wastewater is kind of, it's in the same system, right? Some are. I know yeah. some are some are separated, so. Yeah, I mean, I can the... see why separating it makes more sense, but it's also just that much more expensive, right? Because you can, you hear mm -hmm. of instances, yeah. and there was an instance here in Alabama where you would get floodwaters and then the wastewater treatment plant gets so overloaded that they just kind of have to open their floodgates and just let raw sewage into the river, mm -hmm. you know, otherwise yeah. the whole, the whole treatment plant floods. So it's, yeah. Ugh. But I know like some, like you, you see that, like, a like the, there's like a little fish on like the, the stormwater chamber. Mm -hmm. And it's like, this goes straight to the river. So mm -hmm. I know some go straight. Yes. So, yes. um, like I've, I've helped with one, like it wasn't mm -hmm. in the plant, but like, I know that that system, it all went to the wastewater 
treatment plant. So everything got treated. Okay. Yeah. So like within this watershed, it's coming here and it's treating. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, so the sedimentation chamber, yeah, sludge dried and hauled away. 25 to 50% of the sediments moving into the sediment chamber. Um, I should say 20, out, out of all the wastewater going in this area. So the sedimentation chamber, like this is where up to 50% of all the solids is coming like into. Wow. Um, and then, yeah, so I didn't talk about this either, but yeah, that sludge goes somewhere too. Hmm. It could be spread on farms. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't there, I should pull that up. I'm going to do that. I know there's a, oh, something on like NPR about the sludge of New York and where it all goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'll, I'll do that one. Maybe we'll do a part three. Now that I'm yeah. about this. Well, I mean, it's one of those things that it makes perfect sense mm-hmm. once you say it out loud, but also when you say it out loud, it's one of those things where you're like, Hey man, I don't know if I want to hear it. You know, yeah, no. I think those, with that, yeah. I think it has to be like pasteurized, like heated. And yeah. Like, so the stuff is pathogens stuff and is and gone. Pathogens, mm-hmm. but I, they, they, they use it somewhere. It's uh, yeah. yeah. So yeah, I don't want to, comment too much because i didn't physically do that research but i know mm-hmm. just being in the the field you know um mm-hmm. <laughs> yikes um after the sedimentation chain tank wastewater is now devoid of major solids grit chamber sedimentation chain tank chamber what do you want to call it um that is not to say though that after these two processes the water is clean enough to be released to the environment so this is where the secondary stage of the treatment process comes into play so we had the primary, we're removing sediments. Now we're going to like the more finer stuff. The secondary treatment process can range widely between plants, uh, but typically the goal is to remove 25% of the more or of the, of the organic matter that remains in the wastewater. Okay. Um, yeah. So if you think of, it's just sediment, right? Like to a point, if you want to just. Yeah. Sediment to... and leftover mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, so it's yeah. it's that, that smaller smaller yeah. particles. I mean, high nutrient probably mm-hmm. still very yeah, high nutrient. Definitely. So in the secondary processes where bacteria come into play to clean mm-hmm. water. Mm-hmm. So if you're going from the primary to secondary, there's like this this area. Um, there's many different methods to do it, but this is like a, a trickling filter method is one way to do it, where this wastewater cleaned somewhat is pumped through media such as small zones or substrates that contain bacteria. So the, the substrate, they're stones, like it has more surface area for mm-hmm. the, the bacteria to grow. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of different things that do this and it's just more, more room for bacteria to grow. Yeah, water is pumped slowly in this area mm-hmm. and it's, it's allowing time, a contact time for bacteria to do their thing. And so that's, that's like a, going through substrates. One way of doing it, another make common process or a popular process is using activated sludge. Love the word activated sludge. Um, sludge is where bacteria will be found in place of growing on median stones. Uh, yeah. If you, I think of like a little bacteria balls or something, right? Like, yeah, like bio this, balls yeah. or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like it's, it doesn't have that physical substrate, but it's like, Sludge. I don't, I don't know how you, yeah. you, if you come to mind, you think of sludge and it's just like yeah. this area that it's, I mean, sludge you could think of is like the stuff that went out of the sedimentation chamber, mm-hmm. human sludge. But then you also have this area where you have the right bacteria doing their thing mm-hmm. um, in the sludge. And um, 
So we talked about too, like aeration was a huge thing back in the day for the wastewater treatment plant. Like this is where mm -hmm. it comes in. Like you, you got to get, keep that sludge moving, contact time going. Um, so as the sludge is mixed, bacteria come into contact with the organic matter found in the wastewater, breaking it down into byproducts that are either harmless or less harmful to humans. Um, one large conversion that occurs in this section is ammonia to nitrates, stripping nitrogen that is removed from the system via atmospheric nitrogen. So you have nitrogen degassing occurring too. Mm -hmm. uh, nitrogen's a key component. We've talked about this before for, you know, if you think of a bag of fertilizer that you can put on your, your garden, nitrogen is mm -hmm. a key component. Got to get that removed for the aquatic ecosystems. Uh, this process of contact time with the sedimentation, excuse me, contact time with the sludge can take three to six hours. So just kind of, I think mm. if you think of like millions of gallons of, um, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like three to six hours is pretty, pretty long. Mm -hmm. So I don't, I, I just physically, I just don't know how that works, but I mean, I assume you would just have to have a huge, like a conveyor like, belt, but like, yeah, I don't know. right. Yeah. <clears throat> or just like a really like, yeah, either a really long system or a really like wide system. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So either the water is moving really slowly over a wide area or it's moving like at a decent pace over a really long area. I'm thinking long because you couldn't yeah. like do batch process, right? You couldn't fill it, drain it, fill it, drain it. I have no idea. Yeah, I don't think so. But no idea. I know, I mean, I went on a couple tours and I, I never saw like a batch process, but I, I remember it was like a, like an, almost like an Olympic pool circular thing. And they like, mm -hmm. yeah, that's, yeah, so. Um, um, after this contact time, water is sent to another settling area where the remaining sludge is removed. Um, after the aeration of activated sludge, this process, wastewater will go through, yeah, a secondary clarifier to remove okay. very, 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 very small solids like salt. Um, they're sunk okay. to the bottom and oh, physically sure. removed. I like to think of like a scraper. Yeah. Like, yep. And, um, some of those, the solids that are removed is the sludge. The mm -hmm. activated sludge and that kind of gets re-brought into the sludge area to keep the process going. Um, so at this point, we're almost to the end. Wastewater's hey, gone through. Mm -hmm. Sorry, real quick. I had a question about all the bacteria. Mm -hmm. So is there any maintenance, do you know, for that bacteria? So like, do they have to reculture it? Do they have to make sure that it isn't getting killed by like viruses or anything? Yes. So again, I'm not an expert in wastewater, but Mm -hmm. I know it can be a big thing. I know. So one of the tours I went on was in a city I went to school. I won't even say where, but the, they had a big issue because the a brewery there, big, big brewery, released mm -hmm. some, I think, ethanol, like a byproduct, and oh. it nuked their, their bacteria yeah. in the wastewater treatment plant. I know they like, I think there was like a lawsuit because of it. Oh, wow. Allegedly, don't quote me, but like, so it's a big deal. And I know... Um, with another one I, I kind of was more involved in, there was the idea that um, something happened. Won't say what, but like it was the question was like, how, whatever this happened, um, how is this going to affect the bacteria? And it would keep, mm -hmm. would it keep the bacteria like alive or would it get out of whack? So it's, mm -hmm. yeah, you got to, you keep that, you got to keep them um, a good level of bacteria, right? Mm -hmm. Like, so I think too much bacteria is bad, too little is bad too mm -hmm. um yeah i wouldn't say too much is bad but i think it's the idea that you, too much means stuff can die off 
and then yeah, you just got to keep it like in a, a crash yeah mm-hmm. like i mean okay. yeah we've raised algae before cyanobacteria like you, <laughs> yeah. yeah you gotta keep them happy otherwise yeah. well especially with rye especially yeah. with aerobic things you know if you get too many mm-hmm. i'm sure you can get your do crash and then yeah stuff dies so mm-hmm. yeah makes i sense. don't know if i mentioned that but yeah there is um there can be anaerobic there can be aerobic processes in here there can mm-hmm. be a lot of different ways to break all this stuff down mm-hmm. um but to the end now so wastewater has gone through these processes heavy solid sediment organic matter are removed by bacteria for example um well i should say heavy solids are removed sediments removed organic matter removed by bacteria that happens but wastewater is still not fully considered quote-unquote sanitized until this final process and this is um where things get somewhat interesting like it, it there needs to be a disinfecting tank mm-hmm. to if you think of all the creepy crawlies that can come in and out of humans like there is that bacteria um that needs to be killed and mm. there's a variety of chemicals to do this chlorine is a huge one very popular one uh, chlorine to kill what's ever in your drinking water but then chlorine to kill the bad stuff in your um wastewater too mm-hmm. um so chlorine is used it can kill bacteria like we said but also can dissipate unpleasant smells and tastes coming out mm-hmm. of wastewater plants 99 percent of bacteria is thought to be killed by chlorine which is crazy wow, in 10 yeah. 15 excuse me 15 to 20 minutes of contact time so pretty short wow yeah it's really short alternatives ozone uv mm-hmm. light they can also be utilized um variety of different other chemicals i'm sure but yeah i've heard yeah i've yeah. heard of yeah like oxygen radicals so mm-hmm. hydrogen peroxide i know one professor here at auburn is looking at electro like elect i don't know what the word is like electrical treatment electrical mm-hmm. water treatment mm-hmm. so if you electrify water you're past a certain voltage like above positive 1.5 or negative 1.5 yeah. you're either generating oxygen or generating hydrogen so you're generating oxygen, you're generating those oxygen radicals, and you can kind mm-hmm. of break stuff apart. Problem is, that's a lot of energy. Demand. A lot of energy. So, and I was yeah, just going to so. say, like, this if this sounds a little dry to people, think this is happening 24 hours a day mm-hmm. in every city. You have people that are trying to do the science to contact time, you're trying to keep the bacteria happy. This is, this is mm-hmm. some full-blown science stuff happening. Um, if you think that wastewater is a little... Haha, you're dealing with poop all day. Be like, well, someone's got to do it. They're great paying jobs and mm-hmm. they're always going to be around. Crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, so the disinfection process happens and fear not everyone. In most situations, you got to have your water tested. Um, so I guess releasing is happening, but to make sure that things are remaining within that EPA pollution discharge system kind of permitting that happens there has to be reporting to state federal agencies um and yeah the wastewater plants as well as drinking water plants they have their full-blown labs where they're constantly testing they're reporting um if things look well you know that that can be constantly released but if things are are going well i mean that testing will make sure you know things are in check and then the epa would step in for example if things go awry so mm-hmm. makes you feel all warm and fuzzy doesn't it someone's watching big brother's <laughs> watching right sometimes you need to have government oversight <laughs> sometimes that's right yep um any questions before i i have one final section i don't think so okay i don't think so yeah go ahead 
Yeah. So let's end with a little fun uh, wastewater facts. So this comes from a website called Upkeep, where they have a bunch of facts on things. Type in wastewater. Um, so these 14,000, give or take, facilities, they treat, oh my gosh, they, the production is 8 million dry tons of sludge. That's, that's impressive, but also disgusting. And it, this document says that it requires a third of all energy use. Wow. Is going to wastewater. Get that wow. Thing, right? You know? This isn't a really wow. like sciencey little website, but I mean, like they had their sources. Ooh, a third. Mm hmm. Isn't that crazy? A third a of third. all energy use. Yep. Public treatment facilities treat more than eight million tons of dry weight of activated back the dry weight sludge per year consumes one third of all electricity use. Wow. In the United States, isn't that crazy? That is insane. Did not, would not have guessed that. Upkeep also says 80% of wastewater worldwide flows back into the ecosystem without being, back into ecosystems without being treated. Ooh. Yeah, or reused. And that means 1.8 billion people are, are, have, you know, contaminated drinking water sources. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Mm. Okay, I don't, I'm, I'm going to go back to my, uh, mine just because I picked and choose some of these. Mm -hmm. they, so this upkeep website has a bunch of stats it's crazy mm. so there are an estimated 23,000 to 75,000 sewer overflows that occur each year um, as estimated by the EPA wow um, this can cause 3 to 10 billion gallons of untreated waste that are still released annually yeah, that's a lot. That's a more lot than of would... overflows, huh? Yeah, that's more than I would think. Mm -hmm. Have you ever seen a sewage overflow before, like in like an apartment building or something? It's disgusting. No, I've seen like aerial pictures and yeah. stuff. Mm -hmm. Or like yeah, stuff on like the news or whatever. <laughs> yeah, the, no, in my area there was a um, there was a heavy rainfall event, and there was a like um runoff from a farmland that someone just spread manure so mm. that's a thing that we that's been happening yeah Ooh. just Not look good. at the weather man time out your applications accordingly <laughs> um there are 600 miles of sewer lines and these sewer lines 600,000 miles of sewer oh, lines. 600,000 at first I thought you just said 600 I was like that's not a lot I feel like no. 600,000 yeah that makes oh, more I'll sense it, yeah. um, these have a 50-year life expectancy okay treatment systems have a life expectancy of 15 to 20 years oh and as of 2020 it's estimated that 44 percent of all sewer pipes will be considered deteriorated so they're past that 50-year mark um, that's not great. Isn't that crazy? So yeah. that is to say, like, too, with, like, the treatment systems, I mean, like, 15 to 20 years. Um, that's, that's not, not very that long. long. That's, that's not, not that very long. long at all. And, um, I mean, with that sewer lines, too, like, 50-year life expectancy. Um, yeah. And that's where it's, like, 44% deteriorated in 2020. Yeah. We that's one of those things where issue. it's, like, 50 years. When you put it in the ground, 50 years is a long time. But then you really mm -hmm. think about it, you're, like, 50 mm -hmm. years isn't very long at all. It's not even a lifetime. Yeah. I know. And then, so luckily, the U.S. has spent $102 billion to update their treat treatment plants in 2020, excuse mm. me, 2012. So even before this, they started. Oh, wow. Um, and 
yeah, they're planning on like, if not happened or are happening, uh, 95 billion on installing pipes. Yeah. I mean, you don't have a choice, Jeez, I especially need to be with the... cities getting bigger and bigger. Yeah. I need to be in the you're pipe of... fitting business. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're thinking of fast growing cities like Austin or Atlanta. I know Atlanta is growing faster than it can service water, whether it be water yeah. treatment or drinking water. Yeah. So people like way out on the suburbs, they're trying to like, they were put on septic and now they're trying to retrofit drinking water, but, or I'm sorry, uh, mm-hmm. water treatment. But if you're doing like a cost benefit analysis, the they're too far away from the plant to actually like the cost of it would be too high to make it worth it. So they have to Jeez. build a separate treatment plant. Yeah. And that's, you know, how many, is, is there enough people to warrant that? It's uh, it's, I would not want to be a city planner. So crazy. Yeah. And um, yeah. So there you have it from Greeks and the Romans to modern day cities, the history of wastewater treatment plants. It's a modern necessity in society needs to be done. People are doing it. Uh, I, I think there could be, well, I don't know if there can be improvement. I know there's, I should say, I know things can go wrong sometimes, but mm-hmm. like for the most part, like a plus to wastewater treatment plants, like, yep. geez, without that's, them, man, man. Yeah. That's one of those unsung jobs that you don't, I mean, I think like waste treatment in general, yeah, you know, no. it's just one of those jobs that no one thinks about until someone mm-hmm. does it not correctly. And you're like, oh, shoot, this is like, yeah, we yeah. need to, yeah. yeah, these people need to be on their game all the time. So, mm-hmm. yeah, and you can get, I mean, you can get, if you mess up on that reporting, you can get in trouble. Mm-hmm. You can go yeah. and be like, like jail trouble. So it's, oh, yeah. they take it seriously, man. So, have to. Have yeah. to. Yeah. yeah. Well, nice job, Riley. Thanks. That is mm-hmm. it. All right. Next week. Yep. Till next week. See ya.